0: That movie sucked. I kind of liked it.
1: Movie night crew network.
0: There was a flash of blinding green light and a rushing sound as though a vast invisible something was soaring through the air. Instantaneously, the spider rolled over onto its back, unmarked, but unmistakably dead. Several of the students stifled cries. Ron had thrown himself backward and almost toppled off his seat as the spider skidded toward him. Moody swept the dead spider off the desk onto the floor. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way that the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thanks for being here. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Chapter 14, The Unforgivable Curses. The Gryffindor fourth years attend their first Defense Against the Dark Arts class of Term, in which their teacher shows them a series of deeply illegal spells called the unforgivable curses seeing the killing curse like really fucks up harry because he survived it and his parents didn't but neville seems pretty fucked up too hermione finally reveals her secret which is not nearly as cool as her last secret which was time travel as a reminder this secret is spew the society for the promotion of elvish welfare Hedwig also returns with a message from Sirius saying he's alarmed by how many things are going weirdly and he's coming north again, which gives Harry a whole new reason to hate himself. Welcome to the Restricted Section. Constant Vigilance. I am thrilled to be joined today by my fetching friend, Leila. Say hello to the listeners, Leila. Hello, listeners. And I'm incredibly excited because our special guest today is a returning guest and a very good friend of the pod, Danny. Say hello to the listeners, Danny.
1: Hello, listeners.
0: (laughs) You might remember Danny from JK Rowling is Cancelled, which was um, from July 2020. That was when, you know, well, you know what that was about. Also, Danny was on the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 7, Mudbloods and Murmurs. And then um, Prisoner of Azkaban, Chapter 15, Part 1 of the Quidditch Final. So, I think this episode, I think you have been on the episode. Wait, I think you've been on more episodes than any other guest.
1: Yeah, um, I think so. I think we mentioned that uh, last time, too. I'm glad that you have a list because I was actually trying to figure out how many episodes I'd been on earlier today. So, mystery song. it's hard to keep track. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and your, your, I forget, I think it's JK Rowling is Cancelled is one of our highest ranking episodes. Yeah. So. And I routinely, um, Like, from more than one person, I've gotten feedback that you're a beloved guest. So, anyway, thank you for coming back. It's always so awesome to talk Harry Potter with you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me, as always. It's always awesome to be here. I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, you guys give me a little ego boost, which is never a bad thing.
0: Um. Yay! (laughs) Friends helping friends, baby.
1: Yes!
0: (laughs) So, Danny, I know there was something you wanted to say um, about... a a recent uh, holiday or like celebration that we missed because we miss everything.
1: (laughs) That's okay, I mean, you know, things happen. Now we know for next year, right? So thank you. I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Transgender Awareness Week. Uh, This episode is going to air a little later um, even though it is, you know, Transgender Awareness Week now, but that's okay because we're still going to talk about it. We're still going to celebrate it. It's still going to be awesome. So I am always
0: (laughs) incredibly aware of you, (laughs) just to be very clear.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, So Transgender Awareness Week is observed November 13th through November 19th, and it's a one week celebration leading up to the Chan- transgender day of uh Rem- excuse me of remembrance which memorializes uh memorializes victims of transgender violence um so that occurs annually on November 20th um and it's to obviously re- uh, raise awareness for the transgender uh, community through you know education and advocacy um so That's what transgender awareness week is all about, Um, you know, being mindful of your friends. And I always encourage people to figure out, you know, talk with their queer friends, talk with their LGBTQIA friends and find out how to be a better friend to them and a better ally to them, because at the end of the day, you know, Being an ally is well and good, but we all know our actions matter than our words. Um,
0: It's very true. Yeah, so
1: um, just wanted to bring a little bit of attention to that. Uh, Thank you. A
0: little bit of awareness, so to speak. Yes, a
1: little bit of awareness. And um, happy Transgender Awareness Week, everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, happy. You know how when it's your birthday? You're like, it's my birthday week. Well, (laughs) it's my birthday month. So happy Transgender (laughs) Awareness (laughs) Month. Day, week, month, year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess I was feeling vibey when I wrote my notes because I wrote, Happy December. Quote, the weather turned very cold. The mountains around the school became icy gray and the lake like chilled steel. Every morning the ground was covered in frost. Hagrid could be seen from the upstairs windows defrosting broomsticks on the Quidditch pitch, bundled up in a long moleskin overcoat, rabbit fur gloves, and enormous beaver skin boots are you feeling cold and snuggly
1: not particularly honestly (laughs) I'm pretty comfortable you know it's not bad here
0: (laughs) I guess I said cold and snuggly which like doesn't really add up um (laughs) anyway the descriptions of winter at Hogwarts are always incredibly vibey
1: 100% (laughs) yeah
0: I did I read the right chapter what no oh my god Leela 14 you said Lila, listen to me. This is a quote from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, you scared. And it it just fucking it's just, shit. It's, out just, of it's me. just a good quote about d- November turning into December. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry to alarm you. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Beautiful, Lila. I it. You did literally confirm with me yesterday. I know you we were reading the right chapter. So if anything, that would have been my bad.
1: <laughs> Take <laughs> I mean, a breath. Everything's right. okay. All
0: right. Yeah. It's a lo- lovely quote. Love it. <laughs> um, I was feeling vibey, and I'm pretty sure I probably just googled vibey Harry Potter winter quote. I don't know. <laughs>
1: That's something I'm gonna have to Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna do a whole bonus episode about Christmas at Hogwarts because it is such a vibe, but like there's, mm, there's just nothing to talk about. It's just, it's way more about the ambiance. There's like not a lot of discourse. Yeah, that's fair. So instead, this month on our Patreon bonus episodes, we're covering the Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles, (laughs) which is a um, Christian rewrite. Um, Still not sure. Much like the legendary My Immortal, still not sure if it was a Troll or not. Um, It's like the first 10 chapters or something of Sorcerer's Stone um, rewritten without any magic or witchcraft because Prayer and Miracles.
1: Wow. (laughs) Uh, Geez. Geez. I remember when that was a thing, though, like not that series specifically, but when HP came out, you know, back in our day now, there were like kids that I knew from school who weren't allowed to read the Harry Potter series because their families were devote to, you know, various religions and they felt it was, you know, an infringement on that religion. So that's interesting. I may look into those.
0: We've had, um, we've had a couple guests who were not permitted to read Harry Potter as children, including two weeks ago, our guest Adam, I think was the most recent one to tell us that he had not been allowed as a child to read Harry Potter. It's it's sad, but at the same time, then you get to experience it for the first time when you're older, which must yeah. have been really nice, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Tina, am I on that? I think I'm on that episode, aren't I? Yeah, you are. God, why are you... Da- I did not volunteer for it. <laughs> uh, Somebody had to be on it. It's true. Uh, It's just... It's too close to home. Uh, um, That's why I put you on it. And Goddamn. we're going to... um, It's going to be you, me, and Andrew. So that's the tone we're setting. Oh, my God. Okay. We'll make it work. We'll make it it's work. It's going to be, I think, quite funny. Anyway, sign up for our Patreon at um, at least the $5 a month tier to get that. Lila, you're sounding really confident. I know. You're doing a great job really it. Really selling it. We have yet to record it, obviously. <laughs> uh. So this chapter, this is... Chapter 14, The Unforgivable Curses. I almost said by Mad-Eye Moody. I mean, technically, but he didn't write the chapter. <laughs> um, um, the It's the first week of school. They're just, like, having the first week of school. Snape is apparently, like, extra mad because he wanted Mad-Eye and Moody's job. Probably there's other reasons he's mad right now. <laughs> uh, of course. It's not important. It's, you know, <laughs> don't worry about he's it. He's
1: always mad. It's
0: fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone's excited to start Defense Against the Dark Arts um, because people have been really talking up Mad-Eye Moody. So the trio – and I think, like, a lot of the class gets there early for their Thursday Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson. And then Moody comes in kind of like a G. I mean, the narrative really makes him seem scary and terrifying. But um, I perceive him to be more of, like, a boss bitch energy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah i
1: second that i definitely felt the boss bitch vibes you know so yeah.
0: yeah i think this chapter literally says like like looking as frightening as ever or something and i'm like why does it have to be that way <laughs> i think it's just like it depends on if you're looking at it from the view of a child versus the view of an adult because That's true like to a child like he's big and weird looking and scary But to an adult, you're like, dude, you're freaking killing it. (laughs) Yeah, and like I think also as an adult, maybe not killing it uh, (laughs) (laughs) enough. No, in this chapter, he is killing it. That's true. Like literally. Yeah. I think also as adults, you look like some. uh, You look at someone who uh, is as physically. unique as mad-eye moody and you're like wow this guy clearly has some kind of trauma <laughs> um don't know what it's about but like something happened to him for sure so let's all be a little bit nicer you know yeah
1: i mean the actual description here is he entered the room looking as strange and frightening as ever and i know when i enter a room full of strangers i I want to appear as strange and frightening as ever so (laughs) people just, like, don't talk to me. Um, And I am weird, so there's that. I don't think I'm very frightening, though. I'm pretty short, unfortunately.
0: Yo, honestly, you would rock a Mad-Eye Moody costume. You already have, like, the ponytail which says that you're up for adventure. And if you just got, like, (laughs) a big overcoat and, like, a crazy eye, that would be pretty cool. Some kind of just – you could just, like, wear a long – you could just wear like a long brown sock and be like, "This is my peg leg."
1: I love that.
0: <laughs> so Moody makes his entrance, and he immediately tells everyone to put their put your books away. We're not going to need them. Um, so that's a great sign right off the bat. Like I love that. He's a cool teacher. Yeah, he's cool. It's going to be movie day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right then, he said, when the last person had declared themselves present. Yeah, he's just going right to town here, right to business. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's just so wild because, like, the audacity of Maddie Moody, okay, first of all, but in addition to that, the audacity of Barty Crouch Jr. in scenes like this, and, like, the ferret scene, which was last chapter— Just so much audacity. Yeah,
1: I mean, there is quite a bit of audacity. He just goes right then, blah, blah, blah. uh, And he just throws uh, Professor Lupin right under the bus. I've had a letter from Professor Lupin about this class. Seems you've had a pretty thorough grounding in tackling dark creatures you've covered, blah, blah, blah.
0: I love your moody voice so much. Thank you, thank you. But (laughs) you're behind, very behind on dealing with curses, said Moody. I wonder if Lupin, like, knows more about dark creatures, because he is
1: one. (laughs) I mean, facts.
0: (laughs) But, like, why would that mean you know more about hinky punks? Or maybe he's just, like, more interested. Yeah, maybe he's just, like, he's, like, more of a, you know, like, an animals guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's like you're pretty behind on curses, Mad I Moody is, and then he also lets slip that he's only going to be there for one year. He's um, he's like, yeah, Dumbles were like convinced me to come out of uh, (laughs) retirement for one year, but like actually, he's like, yeah, at the end of this year, Harry Potter is going to be fucking dead, and I'm going to be on the run. (laughs) Oh man! But like, not knowing that, if you didn't know that, then it would be like. This guy's a rock star. Like, yeah, it's true. Like Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park vibes. <laughs> wow, yeah. um, Yeah, and Ian Malcolm does almost lose a leg in that movie. Ah, Look
1: at that. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not.
0: <laughs> this crazy eye, this is my dinosaur eye. <laughs> um, so why do we think Dumbledore... I mean, why do we think he asked him to only come out of retirement for one year? Like, what's the good in that? Do you think he's lying and like maybe he like he only wants to work one year? Like, well, no, hold on. Like Dumbledore was like, can you just come back? And Moody's go- telling the kids that he's only going to be here for a year, even though him and Dumbledore never discussed yeah. it. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, this is just like what's, what's going to happen. <laughs> that, um, that, that doesn't seem too unrealistic because later in the chapter, he's like, yeah, Dumbledore told me I could perform illegal curses on you. And I'm like, I feel like that one's a lie. <laughs> like, I feel like you didn't talk to Dumbledore about that.
1: I almost kind of I- got the vibes that, like, you know, Moody was there almost as like a, um, a punishment in lieu of something you know those are kind of the vibes i was picking up on like yeah i had to trade a year of my freedom in retirement and you know work here teach you guys a thing or two but after that my debt is paid type of deal that's the vibes i was getting so it always made me wonder what kind of debt? like what what was he up to what do he do what shenanigans mm-hmm. you know
0: i love that interpretation but thank you yeah. <laughs> Um, so Moody launches into a lecture on illegal curses, the unforgivable curses. I almost said the forbidden curses. It's all just the unforgivable forest. The Apparently the Ministry of Magic has a curriculum, um, a recommended curriculum. Never heard about this before. I actually don't believe it. Um, and that curriculum says that he's only supposed to teach them counter curses, and he's not supposed to show them illegal curses until sixth year. I just, it's like a, it's like a health teacher in high school being like, "Now don't smoke weed." As he's like lighting up a joint, and he's like, "I'm going to show you what it looks like when you're smoking weed, so you never smoke weed." <laughs> it's like, all right, I don't think you really got the picture. I'm just going to roll one more joint. <laughs>
1: I'm going to show you why this is bad, but also it's super cool. But remember, it's really bad, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it. he does kind of uh, serve as a deterrent because I think these this lesson kind of traumatizes this class. At least certain members of it, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. I mean, they're just spiders, but also,
1: like, I've never sympathized so much for spiders in my life. Um, other than yeah. reading this as an adult, as a kid, I'm just like, oh yeah, bugs, cool, whatever, magic. Now it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is some
0: serious trauma.
1: Not yeah, cool. Yeah, I know.
0: I don't think it really affected me that much as a kid either, Danny. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm, no, I'm with you. I think I just like was like, oh wow, those are like terrifying curses. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as an adult, it's especially, like, they don't do this in the movie because I think this would have been extremely hard to animate, but especially when the first, when the spider does his, like, tap dance, I'm like, this is incredibly sinister. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, ew, it's creepy. okay wait so let's get there so (laughs) next what happens is mad-eye moody catches lavender showing parvati her horoscope under her desk and uh, this is one (laughs) of the few moments that i vastly prefer in the movies because seamus goes oh god you can see through desks or whatever and moody throws the chalk at him and says i'm here across classrooms (laughs) (laughs) it's (laughs) shit. it's ridiculous his performance is so funny. I love it. Uh, I just, like, I would love a role like that. I feel like you, as long as you're committing 100%, you, like, can't really fuck it up because you just have to be, like, so ridiculous, Oh, yeah, you know? it's
1: it's a go-big-or-go-home moment, 100%. Yeah. Like, Moody walks in with some big-dick energy,
0: um, with that fucking lightning in the movie, <laughs> he's like, oh, this lightning is in, lightninging." right? We still don't know. Well, what was he doing? It makes no sense. Just, like, being dramatic with, for no reason. I'm going to touch the lightning and they'll know that I'm incredibly cool. <laughs> is it with Brendan Gleeson? Gle- yeah, that sounds right. Okay, yeah. That sounds pretty right. <laughs> and then it's his son, isn't it Jack Gleason, who plays Joffrey Baratheon, is that right? I am the king. Shut up for Oh my god, that is his Joffrey's name. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's, oh what do we say? There's the typewriter a sound yeah, effect is, again. Layla, <laughs> this is my sound effect. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Gleason, um, and then Ouch, ouch, Dante, fuck off. That was extremely painful. <laughs> oh no, Dante. Jesus Christ, that was claws in the kneecap. Ugh,
1: oh, I've been there, Oh my friend.
0: God. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> let's carry on. I'm, I'm right, I'm not gonna fact check it. These, those are the actors. <laughs> so, yeah, we're learning that Mad-Eye Moody's magic eye can pretty much see through everything. I would love to test the limits of that. Same. Can it metal bend?
1: I hope so. I think so at this point. I mean...
0: Is Mad-Eye Moody the Avatar? Probably. <laughs> hard, hard, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the world's definitely in for it if he is.
0: <laughs> is he a good guy or a bad guy? I don't know, but he's kind of just like a shitty dude. <laughs> but he can see through metal. Maybe. Um, so Mad-Eye Moody asks the class, like, what are some illegal curses? It's like a trick. It's like, I know I'm not supposed to answer this one. (laughs) But Ron mentions that he has heard his dad talk about the Imperious Curse, which makes sense because Arthur works for the Ministry of Magic. But I want to know, like, why he, every time he's, like, someone answers, he's like, oh, of course, Classic long bottom, you know, dead parents. And like, he's like, <laughs> Yeah, of course, your father would know. I'm like, What has Arthur been up to? Because it doesn't say he like helped, it says he gave the ministry a lot of trouble at one
1: time. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good point. <laughs>
0: It says the spell gave the Ministry a lot of trouble at one point because they couldn't tell. After Voldemort was defeated, they couldn't tell if people were acting of their own accord or had been acting under the Imperius Curse. Is that not right? I that's not how I interpret it. I don't what know. What does it say? Wrong. Read it. Okay. Read it to the class. <laughs> ah yes," said Moody nice. appreciatively. Nice. <laughs> "Your father would know that one. Gave the Ministry a lot of trouble at one time. The Imperius Curse." Okay Yeah no The Imperius Curse Gave the Ministry A lot of Trouble Okay I just think it's like Interesting that he's mentioned His father first And like I'm just like A little sus Like Artie What did you do
1: Artie Wees Does get into some shit So I think you're I can't describe yeah.
0: How much I hate Calling him Artie Let's not do that
1: Oh man
0: Too late It's canon No <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Imperio makes you do what the spellcaster wants you to do. So Moody pulls out a jar of spiders for demonstration, (laughs) as any teacher would.
1: Totally normal. Everything's fine.
0: Um, he casts Imperio on one of the spiders, and it does a little, like, circus act and then a tap dance. Um, as I mentioned, this is chilling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Lila, what are you drinking? I am drinking a... It's just a Hardywood. uh... Look out here. Ew, it's a... It's a fightin' hokey... It's a fightin' hokey's lager. <laughs> fightin' J- Hokies. I'm so Ew. sorry. I'm sorry. Jason just bought beer. I said, buy beer. I didn't say buy sports <laughs> memorabilia. Just- B- yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, honestly, I knew you were drinking a beer, but that bottle straight up looks like a bottle of Robitussin, so I just had to clarify. <laughs> Does it? It is a, a very interesting shape. Yeah. It's shaped like a bottle of old school Robitussin just before plastic was (laughs) invented. Well, you know, rich men be obnoxious with their bottling sometimes. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) These open they're they open so poorly, like every time you even if you gently open one, it just jizzes all over you. A
1: gentle jizz. (laughs)
0: <laughs> A <gentleman>.
1: <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> Anyway
0: Anyway So the students are laughing At the little song and dance number That the spider is doing But Moody is like That's pretty funny right What if I fucking did this to your bitch ass Pretty much mm-hmm. That's how he I think would have liked to have phrased oh it Oh my
1: god yeah <laughs> The laughter died away almost instantly Total control how ominous!
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So Moody's just explaining about like why this was troublesome for the ministry in the olden days. Um, a lot of people, as I mentioned, were under the imperious curse, but a lot of people weren't, and it was just hard to figure out what was up. So he's explaining, he's contextualizing his lessons in a real world setting. Yeah, I mean that's great. Make us learn. Yeah. <laughs> So next he brings up the Cruciatus curse. Cruce. Do you guys cruce or cruise? Um. Oh, my gosh. I think I probably cruce, to be to be <laughs> honest, unfortunately. Danny, what about you? Um,
1: I think just because I'm hearing you guys say it, I, I probably cruce. I'm very much when I can't pronounce things on my own. I just kind of mimic the way other people <laughs> pronounce it and hope for the best. I think
0: um. am I think most humans are that way. Yeah, yeah. I have this problem where um, I always baby talk my pets it, using the exact same like voice and language that my like geographically closest best friend um, baby talks their pets. When my friend Alexis was living here, I pretty much just said all the sa- same things she said. Um, <laughs> but now Alexis moved away, so it's like really Anna and her dog Cosita who are influencing on me. So now I talk to my cats the exact same way that Anna talks to Cosita. You speak humans just mimic. You yeah. learned how to speak. Sp- Spanish through mimicry. (laughs) 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 Love it. (laughs) Cosita, cosita. Okay. I probably would go cruciatus curse, but maybe a crucio, you know, while you're doing the spell, a little bit of like pizzazz. Oh, yeah.
1: Some flair. I love it.
0: Yeah. It's definitely like an American British thing for sure. I'm sure that's true Cause I'm sure no Brit would be like Crucianus. <laughs> <laughs> Crucianus.
1: That sounds very hillbilly The way you pronounce it
0: Up I there. feel like one day we need to do A dramatic reading of a chapter with everyone From Richmond where like all of us All of us have southern accents That are just like one inch behind the wall Of our yeah. public personalities Yeah <laughs> And I think we should go there and read the dialogue from an episode from a chapter and see how that goes. No one would like it. Every all our fans (laughs) would turn on us. Um, yeah, so Neville brings up the cruciatus curse. My sweet traumatized baby. Sweet baby. I love him. I think
1: that Moody's eye also sees into souls. Like I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I'm also being a bit like realist when I'm
0: like, like auras, maybe, yeah,
1: something of that nature. Because he just intuitively knew, like, your name's Longbottom, he said, his magical eye swooping re- down to check the register again. Uh, so I mean. Yeah, I'm sure Moody also knows these kids by rep, of course. But uh, he's definitely Oh,
0: Neville's got a rep. He does. The saddest <laughs> rep. Poor Neville. Love him. I can't believe no one at school knows about his parents. Like, I can't believe like Malfoy doesn't seem to know. Like, no one knows why it's about like, the rebellion. It's like they died for nothing. Like, why would? <laughs> why does? Wait, but they didn't die. They're oh yeah. They're- I mean, it's like they're unwell. Yeah. So is that why? It, it's because. It's just, like, still embarrassing to talk about having... Because it's, like, actively happening. I don't know. That's so weird. Humans are so strange.
1: It's, like, real-world real, real world American history, though. Look at all this stuff we're just gonna leave out and pretend didn't happen. Yay! Uh, oh. Uh, Too
0: real. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Feeling good.
1: <laughs> feeling hopeful.
0: So Mad-Eye Moody is, like, wait. In order to, like, really see how I'm about to ruin this spider's life. Let me make it a little bigger for you. So Ron's not okay with any of this. (laughs) And then Moody casts Crucio and the spider is like convulsing in visible pain. I didn't like that part in the movie. I remembered. I just, yeah, I I don't, I hate it.
1: We hates
0: it. (laughs) We hates it. Ugh
1: the spider swelled. I also just don't like that language.
0: Uh-uh, no. Mm. And like I think for most empathetic human beings, it's just like hard to see like any other living creature in pain, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it I mean the description here is all at once the spider's legs bent in on its body. Oh, It rolled over and began to twitch horribly rocking from side to side no sound came from it but harry was sure if it could if it could have given voice it would have been screaming oh my god the spider started to shudder and jerk more violently and then hermione cries out stop it i mean that's not a pleasant description i mean yeah
0: it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um, in the movie, doesn't Hermione be like, look at what it's doing to Neville. Everybody she's, look at him. She's <laughs> like, stop it. Can't you see it's bothering him? Can't you just stop it? Hermione is so much less subtle in the movie. like, I can't stand it. <laughs> well, she does say, it does say in the book, of course, because Rowling hates Hermione. Stop it! Hermione said, said shrilly. Always so shrill. <laughs> Why? But that does help me when I'm reading chapters aloud to Sean. Because then I'm like, okay, I need like a seventeenth voice in this chapter. Okay, Hermione's is going to be shrill. Cl- <laughs> <crash> in, <laughs> nailed it. That's true. Helpful uh, notes for reading aloud. Yeah, if you have to do Dumbledore or Moody, commit less than you think you should because it gets really like the blah, blah, blah. it gets really old really fast. It hurts. Yeah. Some of you may die. It hurts. <laughs> um. So Hermione offers us the last curse, which is Avada <laughs> Cadabra! Hermione. Danny Udier you is now.
1: Avada I, I don't know. I just kinda <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared.
0: Shrilly. <laughs> Shrilly.
1: Well, actually, Hermione whispered this.
0: <laughs> she does whisper it. Um the killing curse, the one and only Avada Kadabra. Is it weird that there's only one killing curse?
1: I think it is a little weird that there's only one killing curse. Also something that really jumped out at me was moody... Smiled when this was brought up. He was like, "Yeah, the Killing Curse. That's my shit." You know, like
0: <laughs> I think he just is feeling satisfied about the whole Harry Potter thing. He's like, "This is the most dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> He's excited of my life. <laughs> it's like a performance. This is his finale." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, he has all three examples of the three, you know, curses. I mean, that's. That's pretty rare. Big moment.
0: (laughs) I honestly think that him and Dumbledore talked about this lesson ahead of time. I'm taking back my previous theory that Dumbledore doesn't know anything about it. I think Dumbledore was like, yo, Ron Weasley's in that class and he hates spiders. I think you should take me to (laughs) spiders. Here, I caught you some spiders. You don't even have to thank me.
1: (laughs) I 100% would agree with that. I mean, especially it. earlier in this chapter it applies that moody and dumbledore you know they're they're in cahoots to a bit they're in communication with each other so i wouldn't be surprised if dumbledore and moody were like yeah so i'm gonna talk about the curses and like you know i have a couple of students who have lives have been directly affected and traumatized by these curses so like let's get at it bro you know
0: let's get at it (laughs) And, like, isn't he probably doing this lesson for the entire school? Or, like, do you think he's doing it for younger kids? Do they have, like, different classes? Because there was no, like, Slytherin shenanigans in this chapter. So, like, is They do different classes. So he's doing this shit. He's murdering (laughs) dozens of spiders. (laughs) You're right about that. Wait, you're right about that. He's- it's it's fucked up, man. <laughs> because in, in the last chapter, Fred and George are like, "Oh yeah, Moody's so cool. Like he's really done it, dude. Like he's really been out there and like seen shit." So surely that was them coming away from this exact lesson, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You're right. So yes, he does this performance so many times, but this was his most dramatic performance because of the, right. the peers and you know in his honors. Yeah. There are some classes where zero of the students have been traumatized personally by these spells, and it's just, it's not as good for him. Yeah, he's like, everyone was, like, impressed, but, like, no one looked tra- traumatized. <laughs> I think and Dumbledore, they're back in Dumbledore's office, and Dumbledore's like, well, we need to work on that. <laughs> Take I
1: really- a longer
0: pause.
1: <laughs> I think Moody went into this with the intention to, you know, very much rattle uh, Longbottom and, you know, Harry. I mean... I would shit,
0: <laughs> well, and also he is a death eater, so he's probably like, remember a bit, yeah,
1: and he's also a dick, so there's that,
0: <laughs> yeah, so prob, so probably while the reason he's smiling is because he's like, yeah, Harry Potter survived avadadavra, but is he gonna survive a vodicmayavadacadavra <laughs> in his ass later this year? <laughs> So that's probably why he's giggling. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have said giggle. I don't like that. (laughs) I just thought about it. (laughs) So here's what I think. Um, Here's my theory. I think that Avada Kedavra is the only curse that kills swiftly and like painlessly and neatly. It's been like honed throughout the ages as like the perfect killing spell. But here's what I think. I think that much like murder in the muggle world there's like like a dozen di- like good different ways to like murder someone there's like that sectumsempra spell draco malfoy would have bled out right mm. so I think there's probably a lot more violent and, like, scary ways to kill people in the magical world. But what's bonkers to me is that zero people use that for killing purposes. Like, I would think that if you're really fighting, like, a true enemy, you would be using shit like Sectum Sempra because you're like, die, bitch, I want to see your ass bleed out. At least the bad guys, you know?
1: (laughs) I think that's a very good point. And I think I kind of, you know, earlier just kind of, like, Dismissed that a bit early getting to the whole smiling bit that was, you know, front post on my mind. That's a very solid point, And I've never really explored, explored that until now. I mean, there, uh, even with um, the uh Oh my god, I'm stoned. Uh, The curse uh, that we discussed earlier that talked that... uh, Imperius. Yes, that Neville's parents were affected by. I mean, I would imagine that doing that for an extended period... That one was
0: Crucio. Oh,
1: yes, Crucio, thank you. I would imagine doing Crucio for an extended period of time on a human being would eventually kill them as well. I mean, you can only withstand so much pain, so much torment on the body. So it's a very good point.
0: Finally, Moody murders the final spider in cold blood, and um, the he's like only one person has ever survived this, and he's sitting right in front of me. And then the camera focus changes from the spider to Harry, like really dramatically. <laughs> and then Harry zones out for a full page thinking about parent death. <laughs> Andrew keeps bringing up these, like, tiny nuggets in these chapters of, like, this is where Harry's angst grows out of, you know? And, like, this is one of those moments, I think, he spends, like, paragraphs and paragraphs being like, fuck, that's how my parents died. Yeah. And like, he's like, I'm going to hold on to this later for when I need some true rage. (laughs) Exactly
1: like that spider is what he said. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a very powerful moment uh, that nugget about, you know, Harry's trauma is a very good point. I mean, it reads here, Harry felt his face redden as Moody's eyes, parentheses, both of them looked into his own. I think that's really important because as we've been reading throughout this chapter, Moody's, you know, uh, magical crazy eye there has been going nuts this entire time. So this is mm-hmm. the first moment that his eye is still and fixed on something, and of course, it's on Harry. I mean, he really, he really wanted to shake Harry here. I think
0: it's kind of wild. It's like it's 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 like non consensual exposure therapy. Yeah? <laughs>
1: yeah, of minors. Oh, babies.
0: <laughs> I know um so then he literally is like all right take some notes (laughs) (laughs) which i don't agree with that like that you got them all lit now
1: (laughs) i think they're a bit too wound up to sit there and you know uh take some notes that's for sure
0: yeah (laughs) um so how do we feel about class gang I think the correct way to teach the lesson would have been, it would have been so much less dramatic and fun, but I'm not fun. (laughs) Uh, It can be fun. I I like that you said that. You could make it fun. You could, but uh, they should, he should have just done notes first, like have, do like the slide, whatever wizard equivalent of slideshow is, (laughs) like do a lecture with actual notes and then be like, okay, here's how they're applied. That's how you, like, yeah. teach a class. And then they're like, wow, I wrote this stuff down, and now I saw it in real life. You, a cool teacher. <laughs> That's true. And, like, probably that lecture would have been, like – would have, like, explained what the curses do and, like, this is what you can expect. You know, like, when I – hit this spider with the cruciatus curse, it's gonna look like it's in pain, because it is. But, like, don't worry about it, because spiders actually don't even feel that much pain, or, like, whatever. (laughs) Something scientific, that's probably not true. I just feel bad for that spider. Yeah, poor Spidey. (sighs) Oh. I know, and, like, what if... Okay, this is dark. If you're having a bad day, skip ahead 30 (laughs) seconds. What if... It's the same spider for every lesson that, like, Tina. keeps getting the one Christy That's on rough. <laughs> oh,
1: babies. I never felt so much sympathy for spiders.
0: I know. Um, I like the other. And he makes them idea. bigger. Oh,
1: see their pain live it can't in action. Be,
0: yeah, I mean, it, well, I can't feel good to just be suddenly engorged. Oh, my. <laughs> Don't say engorged. <laughs> Why thought <laughs> happened last episode too. I'm sure. Oh no, it's our guest last episode. Ethan said he was engaged oh. to be wed.
1: <laughs> oh my!
0: Totally different.
1: Well, um, um, so my interpretation of this chapter was a little different. I mean.
0: Uh, wait we're not at the end of the chapter just the class my bad
1: my bad um (laughs) my interpretation of this class was a little bit different still i mean like i said earlier joked moody walked in with big dick energy and i think that um he really was just kind of wanting to show off to a degree how big and bad he was and also kind of give them a bit of a reality shock. Like, Hey, you know, shit's going down in the wizarding world. So like might as well see what's uh, what's going on now. You know, I mean, even later on <clears throat> in the chapter here, uh, Moody's basically saying uh, Avada Kedavra is a curse that needs a powerful bit of magic behind it. Mm-hmm. I dare you, you know, all of you take your wands out, point them at me and say the words I doubt I'd get as much as a nosebleed. And then he says, (laughs) but that doesn't matter. I'm not here to teach you how to do it. I think that to a degree, he was definitely trying to, in a way, teach them these curses, as well as, like I said, show off a bit.
0: This is a great example. Um, When we say that Harry Potter uses a soft magic system versus a like a hard magic system, Mm -hmm. um, I know we throw those words around a lot. It's kind of comparable with like maybe like hard science fiction versus soft science fiction. (laughs) So like a hard magic system means that there's like I don't even now that I'm saying it I'm like hard can't be the word for that, but it's definitely soft. On the flip side, but let's call it a hard magic system is when the rules of magic are like very rigid, almost scientific. Um, I genuinely don't know a good example of this because I think that hard magical systems are very tedious. Um, there's probably some really good examples. Maybe I'll insert some. Here's some examples from R slash fantasy. Did I say that right? I don't use Reddit. I don't know why. Um I think you just read it like R slash fantasy. But that makes it sound like I'm talking about like our fantasy, like your and my fantasy. Anyway. Brandon Sanderson, The Magicians, Kingkiller Chronicles, Powder Mage Trilogy. Scrolling, scrolling. This is just more Brandon Sanderson. Honestly, I guess that's the guy. Is it obvious I've never read any of these? Oh, someone mentioned Bending from Avatar The Last Airbender. I kind of like that. Some people do mention Harry Potter, actually, in this thread as, like, a fa- like a pseudo-hard magic system, and I just, like, don't agree when you get into the nitty-gritty of, um, like, what spells do what kind of things. And particularly, I know this isn't fair, but, like, look, especially if if you're including movies as part of the Harry Potter canon, I mean, the movie's just, I mean... That magic system is so soft. You could sleep in it for days. But this is an example of how Harry Potter is a soft magic system. When um, Moody says, like, you could say the spell, but you have to mean it mm-hmm. really for it to work. It's like, what does that mean? Well, what it means is whatever is, like, convenient to the narrative.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so that magic is soft as hell. What a crazy thing to say to your students. Like, <laughs> all of you could, like... I'll say about a Kedavra and put the killing curse right now at the same time at me. Like do it. Hit me. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me with shot. Anyway. Then he's like, then he's like I thought so. <laughs> Shrill. <laughs> Just kidding. It was beautiful. Here's my question. Why is Mad-Eye Moody going this hard if he is actually Barney Crouch Jr. trying not to like really draw attention to himself? Yeah, he's doing a bad job. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the answer is that he is trying to draw attention to himself because that's what Moody would do. But I stand by something I said in a previous episode. How does he know anything about Mad-Eye Moody? Like, he's been in prison and in hiding for a lot of time. Like, how does he know the first thing about how Mad-Eye Moody would even kind of act? Mm, Did he, like, stake out and... Spy on him for a while, maybe. Maybe.
1: No, that's a really excellent point because, like, we know that obviously the polyjuice potion handled the physical form, but that doesn't do anything for you know his uh, demeanors, his. Uh, ev- yeah, his personality. It, so
0: it did not help <laughs> Ron and Harry in <laughs> Book Two. <laughs>
1: yeah, still awkward AF, just in different bodies. Uh, so yeah. See this is so great exploring Harry Potter as an adult like we do throughout these podcast series. It's why I'm always so appreciative to be here cuz I really do, you know, find myself thinking in harry potter a whole about harry potter in a whole different way i didn't have these complex thoughts when i was first reading through the series
0: (laughs) absolutely i totally agree that i read these for the first time when i was a little kid and i've kind of always retained sort of the same experience every time i've read them and this has been just like a totally totally different experience and i I love breaking down every little fucking thing with you guys (laughs) yeah it's the best um Oh, okay. So I did. I did have one thing, um, just like the the constant vigil- vigilance thing he keeps saying. Like, yeah, I love. Yeah, it. it's very. It's like funny and, and and like definitely. He's trying to just like he's roaring. Literally, he roars, you know. But then he's like constant, never ceasing vigilance. So that to me is the same thing as anxiety. But <laughs> whoa. Um. Yeah, that reminds me of... I read this thing online one time and it has stuck with me ever since because I think it's so good. Anxiety is like hearing the bad guy music from a video game but not being able to see the bad guy. <laughs> and I, I think that is really appropriate for Mad-Eye Moody, honestly. Hey, bud, can you get the completely the fuck off of me? <laughs> get just so... Go. Go anywhere else. He <laughs> won't. He's going to stay right <laughs> now. Love it. Yes. So that... That comes up on the internet once every couple of years and I keep forgetting to save it, but that's what that reminds me of.
1: That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Uh, and uh, yeah, from my perspective, that sounds a lot like anxiety for sure. So yeah.
0: speaking of anxiety after class, everyone is like really excited about the lesson, but um, Harry did not love his class and definitely weird. Um, neither did Neville. He did not have a good time he's like visibly fucked up and then they try to talk to him and then he's like verbally fucked up yeah it's extremely sad pobrecito
1: (laughs) oh hello his voice much higher than usual yeah the instant pivot here interesting lesson wasn't it I wonder what's for dinner I'm starving aren't you watching things get tortured makes me hungry too so you know really
0: yeah, well, I mean, I, you were saying it sarcastically, I'm saying truly to the <laughs> sarcastic. Yes. So it says his voice is, like, higher pitched than normal. Do we think that's because he's, like, holding back tears or something? Is that what – what do we think that's about? I feel like sometimes when I – my voice, when I'm straining or when I'm stressed and, yeah, like, trying to hold it together very unsuccessfully, my voice mm. – the tension, you start to hear it in my voice – like, I'll go from, from here where I am to like a, like a, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And we're all ready. And, uh, yeah. And we're, here we go. Like, you, know. <laughs> you sound like you're like not happy to be on this roller coaster. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm definitely not crying. It's fine. <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs> oh, see, we managed to laugh about the saddest shit in this book series. Um... Yeah, so Moody comes along and is like, hey, Neville, I I see that this was hard for you, so let's talk. <laughs> I see you're
1: shook, bro.
0: <laughs> also, I have to plant this book on you. Because that's what happens right now, Um, right? He gives Neville the book that has the information about the gillyweed in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this chapter is like a roller coaster of emotions for neville we see him go from chill like he was at the start of class to you know traumatized in the middle of class and now uh well i mean we'll get to the rest later on but right now he's uh he's not doing so great that's for yeah. sure it's all right he said uh it's all right sunny he said to neville Sonny, don't you call him my baby Sonny. <laughs> god
0: I was like, "Are you still?" I, know, I was that like, part? "Wait, my, I think I lost my place." <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so
0: the boys go back to the common room. Hermione goes off to the library for reasons. Um, Neville's like in the dormitory. He looks like he's been crying. He has these books. It, Harry says that. It was, or the narrative slash Harry says that it was like a very tactful for Moody to cheer up Neville by like telling him that Sprout said he was good at herbology, and he said Harry thinks to himself that it was the sort of thing that Professor Lupin would have done, and I feel like that's like a symbol of his like stamp of approval of Moody, you know, W W L D.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I mean, that compliment was sort of what I was alluding to with the roller coaster of emotions we get from Neville, yeah. you know, now he's, you know, living his high life because Neville's, he's just a little baby in the background. A lot of this series you know till the end as we know um he doesn't get much attention and he's obviously getting quite a bit of attention today both negatively and now positively and you yeah. know he's a uh, he's had a day that's yeah. for sure
0: it's true he has he has <laughs> had a day and he has like no one to confide in yeah. and, like he just he's just a sad lonely boy yeah oh. i know Um, So Harry and Ron start doing their divination homework. I love like little scenes like this in the book. It's like really hard and stupid. Like it's a stupid (laughs) thing. It's like math plus horoscopes, which like if you don't vibe with math or horoscopes, that's going to suck, dude. Oh yeah. So Ron finally suggests that they just start making stuff up and it's like very, it's like a very funny montage. I
1: felt a bit of um, nostalgia reading this for sure. Like I feel like at some point in my life, although I can't like recall the exact details, I definitely had a let's just make up ridiculous homework like this moment (laughs) because I had something ridiculous and stupid that I just was hard. No, not into as a child, but I just, I, I, I feel like it was probably the closest thing was, uh, Having to write sentences with vocab words you're learning in class, you know, like I'm just going to roll this shit off, make it work. It's going to (laughs) be ridiculous. But here we go, bitch. It's done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel that it kind of reminds me of in college when I had like an essay assignment and I would be like, most people can't write essays as good as me, not to brag. So I can do, like, 50% effort and still pass because I'm a very good writer. Yeah, I've banked on that a lot in my past. Yeah. I'm everyone's favorite English student, um, but everyone else's least favorite student. Oh Not true. I'm very overeager. <laughs> um, okay, so in the common room, Harry notices Fred and George um they're in a corner together and they're like whispering over a single piece of parchment so harry's like i saw them doing this earlier i thought it was a weasley's wizarding wheezes thing um but he's like that's not really the vibe right now like this isn't a joyful like entrepreneurship moment and he hears george say that sounds like we're accusing him we have to be careful hermione comes back from the library and she's she's like I'm finished, and they're like we didn't we just thought you were being at the library or Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> um, she shows them a box with badges that say, for sure, spew on them. <laughs> I'm not like with Hermione on the like don't look at the uh, don't look at the acronym, look at the initialism. That's the difference between spew and spew. Um, but it's like. You know when you're like naming a baby the the initials can't be like f u k like you just, you got to yeah the it exists whether you want to turn or not
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a very unfortunate name uh for sure. Um I was processing and catching up a little bit and the parchment stuff, I mean, yeah, that is a very sketchy sketchy moment. Wonder what that's all about. Hmm. Anyway, oh, yeah.
0: The, the red and shorts. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: sorry. I was like processing and I'm super <laughs> slow right now.
0: <laughs> because we're high. <hide>. Yes. Because. <laughs> we're <hide.
1: laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, back to Hermione. My bad. I just realized that, like, oh, Hermione, yeah, that's what's happening.
0: Is, Hermione is very busy spewing over here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, rough. <laughs> Okay. Well, here's the thing. Do I dislike the way the narrative paints Hermione in a hysterical, unhelpful, nagging light? Yes. Do I think that her club name is pronounced spew? Yes. Like she's being silly (laughs) and I feel bad for her. It it can be both things. I want to help her. (laughs) Yeah, it can be both things.
1: It's almost comical that Hermione just went with Spew. I mean, I know she talks a bit about having another name in mind, but she couldn't fit it on the button. But, like, mm. Hermione's so clever, it's almost kind of like, really, girl? With your big old brain, Spew know. is the best you could come up with.
0: She probably thought she could just bully people into not saying that part.
1: (laughs) That's true. She is good at stuff like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or she'll be like, well, that's not the name. Like, it's logically just not the name. So (laughs) I'm going to pronounce it correctly. She does assume that Harry – here's the thing. She assumes that Harry and Ron will join. It's wrong of her to assume – And it's also wrong of them not to just like willfully happily support her. Like they're both, everyone's wrong. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I think it's worse of them not to support her. I would agree with you until Hermione is like, Ron, you're the treasurer Harry, You're the secretary bitch that I'm sorry. You need to be doing all of it until like they're settled. You know, I was,
1: yeah, I I was kind of thinking the same. Like, yeah, I will. if, If it was me, like, yeah, I'll support you. You're my friend. Like, let's go. But like, don't just assume that I'm going to take a leadership position. Like, mm, no. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, and some people just aren't suited to leadership either. You can't just like voice those positions off on your friends.
1: Yeah. Ron is definitely not suited for a leadership position. He is a sweet little precious angel baby. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> and he's the treasure and we have no reason to believe he can. I'm so sorry. Count. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is fair. Ron is precious, but this series really proves he's not a bright boy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he can probably count to like. He just why he sh- there's probably no good reason for him to have counted money before.
1: Especially when the Weasleys really don't have a lot of it. Yeah, especially you know?
0: they're like what their sixth kid or whatever.
1: Yeah. If he could count all his siblings, he's he's doing all right. That's all that know. <laughs> they can only count
0: to nine, because that's how many family members there are.
1: <laughs> oh baby. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I just wish everyone in this moment was was supporting each other more. <laughs> but that's fine. They're like <laughs> they're just like in shock. Harry and Ron do not know what to say. Um, but luckily Hedwig breaks the tension by tapping at the window. It, she has a response from Sirius Black at last. I think she's been gone a hot minute. Yeah, a very long time since like one of the first chapters, right? Um, yeah, I think it was chapter two, the scar, <laughs> the boringest chapter. But I guess she goes, she flies she away. She was like, "This is boring. <laughs> I'll be back later, bitches." <laughs> peace (laughs) if only I could fly away from morning seeing everything (laughs) would be different so Sirius in his letter says he's coming north he's very alarmed by the news of Harry's scar hurting and he's also heard other rumors question mark question mark question mark what do we think it's Bertha do we think that's the other rumor
1: I mean, I I think that's definitely part of it. Um, I mean, he's definitely a bit alarmed about Mad Eye as well. Uh he's oh, reading yeah. signs even if no one else is. Yeah, that, that I mean, he says
0: of Dumbledore.
1: Yeah. So I think uh he's definitely worried that shit's going down. I yeah.
0: That's the okay, first of all, <laughs> my notes say exactly this is a sign that shit's going down <laughs> word for word
1: yeah
0: i'm just like a little confused so serious black is like if dumbledore brought moody out of retirement that means he knows that quote shit's going down unquote like what what is dumbledore seeing like what the fuck is he like on about like why would he make this choice
1: yeah, I mean we already know that significant shit has gone down. So yeah, what's been the real training point uh triggering point to um you know cause Sirius to suddenly get serious?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, I'll be here always. Or was he um,
0: was it because he was a little moody? <laughs> wow, indeed.
1: That was beautiful. Well done.
0: And we're done here. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like unless the impetus for Dumbledore wanting like the most legendary orer at Hogwarts maybe it could be Wormtail escaping and like Trelawney's prophecy and Dumbledore's like we just need a little bit of added, just a little bit of extra protection. We're going <laughs> to hire one more bouncer. One more weird
1: ass wizard <laughs>
0: <laughs> for one more job. <laughs> <laughs> One last time. <laughs> um. So basically, Harry is livid with himself for making Sirius think that he has to come back to Britain and put himself in danger just because Harry's little skull wooded. Oh, I feel for Harry here. He's so I, I understand why he's angry at himself, but I wish he would would treat himself a little more kindly, give himself a little more grace.
1: Yeah, it says here that Harry hit himself in the forehead almost like, ah, damn you, Scar, you know, type of deal. Like, bro, relax. Take a breath. It's okay. It's
0: gonna be okay. I get it. He's worried (laughs) about the only, like, suit. I mean, he really values Sirius, like, a lot. Like, I was, like, like my only family member, but, like, truly the Weasleys are, like, your real family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they would do anything for him. Um, but I guess you're allowed to, like, care about series, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's fine. We'll allow it, I guess. <laughs> mm. Harry's so pissy, even snaps at Hedwig. Like, come on, bro. I hate that. Mm. Oh,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't like it either because you... I was going to say you always speak kindly to your pets, but then I remember that I have four cats, and that's definitely not strictly speaking true.
1: I have two and girl same.
0: But I mean, you do though, because especially Hedwig just got back from like a months long journey for your bitch ass. And the first words you're going to say to her are like rude. That's a hard no. When I come through the front door and the cats are all up in my grill, I'm like, hi, babies. Hi, babies. And I say hi to each and every one of them separately you know
1: i do know because also when i come home my <laughs> cats are all up in my grill and i also say hi to both of them so i 110 get it yeah Layla, do just- uh,
0: yes as a fellow cat owner i too <laughs> can concur that when i arrive home my cats are screaming at me and i love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> same. yeah
1: yeah, and here Hedwig is, you know, tired and hungry, just <laughs> carrying this note through God knows what to get it yeah, to God Harry. God
0: knows what we have no idea where Sirius Black is right now. Yeah, he could be in straight up like Argentina, like the other side of the world,
1: for real. And Harry's like, you know, Hedwig wants a snack, rightfully so. And Harry, you know, snaps at her. You'll have to go to that our our Oh my God, owlry if you want food, like. Are you kidding me? Hedwig definitely deserves a treat. She we deserves no- a
0: treat. <laughs> yeah, And bare minimum, she deserves your respect, Harry.
1: <laughs> you privileged bitch. Calm down. It's not always about- Or people.
0: even just this- like a nice little pet or like some kind words. Yeah. I know. Anyway, whatever he- Harry is a a Leo sign, like a cancer cusp. And I think that informs like a lot of his decisions. It means he's like, uh, he lashes out with his emotions sometimes when he is feeling heated. Anyway, (laughs) speaking (laughs) of horoscopes, (sighs) Danny, this was a pretty depressing chapter, but what was your favorite moment? I think my favorite
1: moment of this chapter Was, I really think, um, especially reading it, you know, this time now as an adult, my favorite moment was um, Neville walking through the door having some pep in his step. We know that obviously Neville had a rough day and that, you know, Moody definitely has manipulated him to some degree, obviously used him for a bit of his own personal gain there with slipping the book and all that good stuff. But we know it all works out in the end. It's true. (laughs) But I really liked the attention that uh, Neville got in this chapter. He, I wish, definitely wish he had more in the series but I, I just like seeing Neville happy. Out of everyone in this series, he's definitely one of the characters who you feel learn to feel for the most, I think. And he definitely deserves his moments in the sun. And I yeah. think uh, towards the end, he does get a brief little moment in the sun. And I like that a lot.
0: That's beautiful. Oh. He's <laughs> the unchosen one, but like in the end, he chooses his damn self.
1: Damn right. He learned to love himself. Hot girl shit. It is
0: hot girl shit. Real hot girl shit. Boss bitch energy. Um, Leela, what was your like little bright light, your favorite part in this chapter? Um, Well, I don't know if I had like a favorite part but i just in general really i really enjoyed i always really kind of like reading this chapter not in a way that like i think it's pleasant or anything but i just think it really starts to build the tone of the how of the angst and kind of like where it comes mm-hmm. from and it just adds kind of like this layer of psyche to the series that we haven't really seen as much before um yeah and i think it, i think it's it sort of like really starts to set that tone here And continue throughout the the series. Yeah, it's true. I think my favorite part of this chapter was when Harry and Ron were making up their divination homework. Like, I really... I, I understand that Harry is a bad student. Like, we talked about this in the last episode. He is just straight up a bad student. He doesn't try. But... I get it with divination. I think he maybe should have just picked a different elective this year, but whatever. Um, And I think it's like very funny that they're taking it as an opportunity to do like a creative writing exercise and they're really bonding as friends because of it.
1: Yeah. I think it's definitely um, a real like kid moment. And um, obviously this series is about, you know, kids with magical abilities in the wizarding world, of course, but throughout the series um we don't really see a lot of moments of pure just them being kids not necessarily being wizards
0: yeah i cherish them all (laughs) well it is time to move on to zoom plugs are you guys ready
1: always sure
0: danny do you want to go first
1: uh sure uh, my name is Danny. You can find me on Instagram at D, D. Uh, You could also find me on Facebook, uh, Danny D.Crisanti. And um, a book that I want, well, I want to thank you guys again for having me. Um, it's been awesome as always. And uh, yeah, <laughs> um, a book I want to mention, I actually just finished reading it, I want to say, monday night uh so then i dove into hp here and i need to pick out a new book tonight so that's exciting
0: i'm starting Um, a new book tonight too yes best feeling
1: (laughs) yes i just finished tomcat in love by tim o'brien uh tim o'brien is one of my favorite writers uh he wrote uh northern lights The Things They Carried, uh, If I Die in the Combat Zone. Um, I love him. I've read several of his books so far. Uh, Tomcat in Love was different for me. I really didn't like it when I started reading it, and I really didn't want to continue it, and I'm glad I did because it ended up being a good book. Look at that.
0: Aww. (laughs) <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I I love getting book recs. Yeah. Leela, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Hello, listeners. You can find me um on Instagram at Leal's for Reals. Also at Leal's for Reals on the Twitters. Uh, you can listen to my confused tones. Uh, most Sunday <laughs> nights uh at with the movie night crew. I did it right at, this time. And thing. with. And with <laughs> Oh, uh, with my friends? <laughs> with you guys?
1: It's with Tristine is there too. Yeah.
0: She speaks <laughs> the truth. And um, to tonight I will be plugging uh, my husband's Instagram channel. Aww. I uh, think he's worked really hard on it and um, he is really into film photography. Um, his grandfather. Gave him a really cool old camera, and ever since then, he's really, like, learned how to kind of, like, repair them, and then how film works, and um, he even develops the film here. And, yeah, I'm in a lot of the pictures because, you know, I like to be in pictures, so. She's an enthusiastic and beautiful mom. <laughs> Thank you. I am always enthusiastic. Um, and a lot of the pictures are just really neat shots of Richmond. Um, love to see pics of my city. So check yeah. them out. Oh, I love that so. Oh, wait. Much. Um, you can find him at. Um... Oh yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, you
1: should say the name.
0: <laughs> um, you can find him at pictures of Jay. That's J A Y spelled out. Check the show notes for more details. <laughs> AKA the link. Yes. <laughs> So as you know, not to brag, but I have been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at Christina The Con. You can follow me on Twitter at Christina Con. You can follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. And please check out my new small business. I now run an independent publisher called Wildling Press. It's at Wildling Press everywhere. Um, we do a bunch of cool stuff with books. So check that out. This week I'm going to plug The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin,
1: which oh, is- Oh, yes, queen. Yeah, it,
0: it's like <laughs> It's like revered as like a pivotal work of science fiction, second only to Dune is what I was reading today, because it was one of those books where- It was smarter than me. And when I got to the end of it, I was like, wow, I need to read what other people have said about this book to understand it better. Basically, it's like a science fiction about a man who, from like Earth ostensibly, who is serving as an envoy in like an alien planet, like a foreign planet, um, where every person on this planet is, they call them The author refers to them as bisexual, which is very funny to me. They're like gender fluid because they spend most of their time in like a gender neutral situation. But they like for sex reasons, they become like more feminine or more masculine. And I think it is... It was just like super interesting. It's written like a classic science fiction novel, like science fiction novels from a certain time period, like the 60s, 70s and 80s, I think have like a very specific tone. And this book definitely has that tone. But the subject matter is just so much better than any other science fiction I've read from that era by far, which are pretty much exclusively about cis white dudes just fucking shut up. I need
1: to quickly just back up your plug of The Left Hand of Darkness. Um, I read it in college along with our other lovely member of the Restricted Section podcast family, uh, Haley. Haley's the
0: one was, who got me to read it.
1: Yes, it was a book that we both enjoyed. And uh, just I find it such an interesting and pleasant coincidence that you're plugging it the same week that, you know, I'm mentoring, uh, mentioning um, Trans Awareness Week
0: yeah so look at that (laughs) yeah it was um definitely like it's it's been a while since I've read a science fiction novel that like really well I guess I read Project Hail Mary like one week ago (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) um anyway I love science fiction here's what I'm trying to say I love science fiction and when it's it's really formulaic so when it surprises me I'm always delighted right that's what I'm trying to say Project Hail Mary does the same thing read Project Hail Mary by anywhere (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, left hand of darkness is certainly unique and I'll leave it at that
0: <laughs> Yeah. anyway um, that's the end of our show Leela thank you so much for being my co-captain as always anytime baby and Danny <laughs> thank you so much for joining us I love having you on the show
1: anytime my friends I love being a part of the show thank you as always
0: yeah I hope we'll <laughs> see you back for Order of the Phoenix oh yeah yeah <laughs> All right, gang, I got to go finish reading Unforgiven, a memoir of three terrible curses before this book just, like, straight up murders me. Bye. 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 Beautiful harmony. Gang.
1: <laughs>
0: the Restricted Section is a member of the Movie Night Crew Network which features other amazing podcasts such as its namesake the movie night crew which is an extra chaotic podcast featuring the gang just shooting the shit about whatever movie they just watched Alrighty, it's movie night grab your popcorn grab your coffee grab your friend grab a cat let's go who directed this what year did it come out is that that girl from that show who wrote this Where's the cat Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally
1: speak in this
0: movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What did the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on Patreon.com slash Restricted Section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Twitter at Restricted Pod, and on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise.
1: Now I just keep kind of talking because I want to see the blue lines to <laughs> confirm that it's going because I'm paranoid in stoned. All right, it's going. I'm fine. I'm just paranoid. Let's fucking do it.
0: <laughs> paranoid in stone is how I came into this life. It's how I'm going to live my life. And it's oh, yeah. how I'm going to leave this life. Okay. Same.
1: That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie night, crew network.